But the enemy wants you to think that you are too deep into it. That you can't come out of it. But the devil is a liar. He's a liar. Because Romans 8 and 38 reminds us that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Even though we may have gone so far out in idolatry, so far out in another lifestyle, God said that ain't too far for me because I'm God. And there is nothing that I can't handle. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the month of March and another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Every single week, we acknowledge a Black creative, entrepreneur, businessman, or woman, and just Black excellence as it shines ever so brightly. This week's creative that we are going to put our spotlight on is Mr. Keyson Cherry. Keyson has a new single out, y'all, and it's entitled Love You. This song was inspired by his relationship with God, and he just wanted to make a song that was super catchy and fun for the listeners. Love You is streaming on all major platforms. You can catch the lyric video and the official music video on YouTube. Y'all go out and support this brother and his music. The song is fire and it makes me want to write a love song to the Lord too, okay? So for any business inquiries, any booking that you want to reach out to Kisan via email, you can email him at bookingkisan at gmail.com. Kisan, we're so proud of you and we cannot wait for your next project to drop. Can you believe it? In two weeks, friends. In two weeks, we will be celebrating our one-year anniversary with Create with Kendra. And I just want to thank you. Yes, you so much for all of your love, all of your support. Every time that you share this show, every time that you listen, every time you, you go on over to YouTube and watch the videos, you are supporting God's mission for spreading the gospel and you are supporting this show and it could not be done without you. So thank you so much. I can't wait to celebrate our big anniversary in two weeks and I just look forward to it. <sighs> Let me take a breath y'all because we just about to hop into what's going on today. Um, last week I was reading during my devotion time and the text that I was reading on, God told me that this is what I want you to share with the people um, for next week. And I was like, okay, Lord. Um, and when I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is deep. <laughs> this is really deep. And what God wanted me to share with us, and I say us because I'm included in this message, is that we have been getting out of line. We have been out of order for quite some time and God wants to 
show us ourselves so we can make those corrections so he can support us in in that move because we have been moving on our own accord and it is not pleasing to God. So before we go any further into this episode, I I, I want to give a disclaimer that this is going to be the challenge um, aspect of Create with Kendra today. Okay, we this is a place for us to be inspired, challenged and changed. And this is going to be the challenge aspect um today it just really is um by nature we are not people that respond well to rebuke um we get an attitude when folks want to correct us or you know when someone says you know we need you need to shift you need to move in a different direction you're going in the wrong way and the way that we want to go is pleasing to our flesh and we get upset when when we get correction this episode is not to condemn because if Jesus didn't come to condemn you, Kendra Smith cannot condemn nobody. Okay. But this is a message of correction because God corrects those who he loves. Okay. And he loves us. So this is what it's going to be today. Um, how can we move forward? How can we grow if we don't acknowledge the areas that we need improvement in? So let's hop in to our Bible. So if you have your Bibles, I'm reading from, from the um, New Living Translation. If you have your Bibles, if you have your, your app, your, your smartphone, your dumb phone, get whatever you need to get and grab up because we are going to the word of God. So let's go to Jeremiah, um, the second chapter. We're going to read verses 23 through 29 today. Um, before we start, I just want to say a quick prayer. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity to go deep into your word, to study your word. God, I pray that every person that is listening to this message is aware, becomes aware of what it is that you're trying to show us. I pray that you open our hearts, give us open our minds, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding when we go to the text. God, reveal yourself and speak for your word as the living word and allow us to receive it even when it's hard to acknowledge it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So before I even read um, the scriptures that we're going to go into um, from the New Living Translation, the title of this particular section in Jeremiah chapter 2, starting at verse 23, it's entitled Israel as an unfaithful wife. I was like, okay, Lord. So why? And when, and when you study the, the text, it's really good to ask questions. It's really good to annotate and, and wonder why God uses certain words, certain phrases, because they all are intentional. So when I was reading this, I was like, God, why are you calling Israel? your people, an unfaithful wife. Now, for those that don't know the context of this, when he, when he calls Israel, the unfaithful wife, he's saying that Jesus is the bridegroom and us as the church, as believers, as his people, we are the bride. So that, that type of glory and that marriage that we have, that relationship that we have with, with Jesus as the bridegroom, as the head, we are his bride. And so the people of Israel, God, God is the one that delivered them out of the hand of Pharaoh. God is the one that answered their prayers. God is the one that's performing all these miracles on their behalf. And then turns around and calls them an unfaithful wife, 
Okay. So if God has been faithful to Israel, why is he calling them an unfaithful wife? Let's read. So uh, starting at verse 23, it says, you say that's not true. I haven't worshipped the images of Baal, but how can you say that? Go and look in any valley in the land. Face the awful sins that you have done. You're like a restless female camel desperately searching for a mate. You're like a wild donkey sniffing the wind at mating season. Who can restrain your lust? Those who desire her don't need to search for she goes running to them. We're going to stop here. God is asking us, who have we replaced him with? What have we replaced God with? Who or what is in the position to where God actually needs to be? And we real quick to be like, nobody, you know, God is first on on, on your Instagram bio and your Facebook bio. Say God first, family first, money second, motivated by this. You know, we have all the list of things that we want, that we desire, that we go hard after. But God is saying, I'm not first. If you are real with yourself. What we just read in, in the first couple of verses, he says, go out in the valley. In any valley, in any land, and look at all these idols that you are worshiping. Look at all of these things that you are putting before me. All of these things you've replaced me with. Now, if God went through your phone, what would he find? He went through them text messages and pictures. What would he find? If God searched your heart, what would he find? People always say, God knows my heart, but... What's in it is the real question. But the thing about it is God already knows what's in your phone. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's on your mind. He knows the idols that you worship in replace of him. This is the unfaithfulness that God is talking about. Now, I don't know if y'all know of the show called Cheaters. It's a show. I don't know if they still make episodes or not, but it's a show called Cheaters, right? And there's a person that is suspicious of their partner, their spouse of cheating on them. So they go to the show and they hire a private investigator and the PI um, follows their partner or their spouse to like so-and-so's house and they take pictures and videos and they collect all this evidence and content of this person cheating on them, right? And so the PI comes back and the show comes back to the person that reached out to them and says, you know what? We found your husband, we found your wife and they were with so-and-so and we have pictures and we have videos and we have proof. We got receipts of where they've been, right? So the show and the person that reached out to them, they all get together and they, and they pull up on the person that's cheating. And when the person that is getting confronted finally gets exposed for their cheating habits, what do they say? No, it's it's not what you it's not what you think. It's not what you you know, it doesn't look like what you think it is. This is my friend. Um, this is my business partner. Uh, she my cousin. Um, we I mean, throws out the most ridiculous, <laughs> the most ridiculous excuses. But to be so real, this is us. 
This is us. It really is. We do the same thing to God. God, I love you, but um, I be checking the horoscope and I be trying to channel energy from the universe. Or I went to a palm reader because uh, you wasn't answering, you know, my, my prayer quick enough. So I was, I was trying to go to this palm reader and, and tear a car holder so I can get some answers. Or, you know, I keep dealing with them, you know, you know, they still growing and, and they still progressing and stuff. But I love them and they make me feel good. <laughs> we do the same thing to God. We are an unfaithful wife. We are. It's so true. God don't respond the way we want to. Or we find something that's cool because it works with how we want to work. And that's what we adopt. That's what we adopt. Anything that you depend on over God is an idol. I'll say it again for the people in the back. Anything that you depend on over God, that's an idol. It is. Um, Your money can be an idol if you motivated by money the images of yourself could be an idol your relationships people that must relationship goals you 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 talk about and you love that man or that woman more than you love god and spend time with them more than you spend time with god that can be idolatry if we put god on the back burner and whatever it is that we have first in our life is an idol and that's an issue let's keep reading so we are picking up um verse 25 when will you stop running when will you stop panting after other gods but you say save your breath i'm in love with these foreign gods and i can't stop loving them now israel is like a thief who feels shame only when he gets caught They, their kings, officials, priests, prophets are all alike in this. To the image carved from a piece of wood, they say, you are my father. To an idol chiseled from a block of stone, they say, you are my mother. They turn their backs on me. But in the time of trouble, they cry out to me. Come and save us. Verse 28 says, but why not call... These gods that you've made. When trouble comes, let them save you if they can. For you have many gods as there are towns in Judah. The last verse. Why do you accuse me of doing wrong? When you are the ones who have rebelled, says the Lord. The word of the Lord is blessed. Where are our idols when we get in trouble? (laughs) Where is our horoscope when we are at our lowest point and we are struggling and battling depression? Where is the energy of the universe when when you can't pay your bills? We idolize things from our for our convenience and our happiness. But when we get in trouble, we go to God and call on the name of Jesus, Jesus, God. You know, I, I'm in trouble right now. But when God is like, okay, well, you've forsaken me. You picked up these idol gods. You, you valued your money and your relationships and, and other things and your business in, you know, 
whatever it is. You valued all these things above me and you got yourself in this mess and you calling on me to do what? Okay. But when Jesus doesn't respond the way that we want him to, we get mad at him. Come on, y'all. Friends. Kendra. I'm talking to everybody. It, we can't operate like this no more. We can't. We cannot put God to the back. Practice idolatry. And then when we get in trouble calling his name. And if he doesn't respond the way we want him to. Get an attitude. Verse 25 literally says. When, you, when will you stop running? When will you stop panting after other gods? But you say save your breath. I'm in love with these foreign gods. I can't stop loving them now. When somebody wants to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to you, when someone someone reminds you that there is another way, you say, save your breath. My My horoscope said, my moon water said, whatever it is, there's a bunch of stuff out there. Save your breath. The lifestyle that I'm living, I'm good. I don't need God when I can buy houses and cars and people to do things for me. I don't need it. And some of you may even say, God, I've been in this lifestyle too long. And even though I want to come to you, I don't think I can. But God is still calling for holiness. God is still wanting you. God's arms are still open wide as an unfaithful wife that we, that we are. His arms are still open wide to receive. He says, I know you messed up. I know you've been out there doing whatever you wanted to do, but my arms are still open wide waiting for you to return to me. You just need to put them idols down. Yeah. Put that down and come back to your father. But the enemy Wants you to think that you are too deep into it. That you can't come out of it. But the devil is a liar. He's a liar. Because Romans 8 and 38 reminds us that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Even though we may have gone so far out in idolatry. So far out in another lifestyle. God said that ain't too far for me. Because I'm God. And there is nothing that I can't handle. And you will never go too far to where I can't reach you. You'll never go too deep to where I can't grab you up. He is waiting for you to lay down your idols. Lay down your flesh. Lay down the things that make you feel good. But that dishonor you and that dishonor God. Because our feelings fluctuate. Our feelings are temporary. They come and they go. But... As Christians, we have to (laughs) lay down our lives daily. That means if I wake up on Sunday morning and say, God, I surrender to you. That means I have to do the same thing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And sometimes you got to take a double dip if it's if if, you know, the world is trying you. But every single day we have to lay down our own will. We have to lay down our own ideas and thoughts and and wants and desires and take up the cross every day. And trust that God 
is able to be more than anything that we desire. I was listening to um, Jackie Hill Perry. That's my girl. And I tell you, that girl be ministering to me. Um, there was there was a situation and she was um, battling with homosexuality. And when she broke up with her girlfriend, she said she grieved. She grieved. She was sad a lot of days and she was just depressed because of a relationship. She loved this person. And breaking up with her was a very hard thing to do. But she did it because she loved God. And her disciple, her discipler, I think that's how you say it, discipler. Um, the person that was discipling her said, you know what? I want you to write down everything that this person meant to you. Everything that this person brought to you. If it's comfort, if it's love, if it's acceptance, if it's happiness, write every single thing down that this person brought to you and I want you to find scripture and find out that God supplies those needs and more and I challenge us to do this and I'm gonna do this too with y'all I'm gonna write down everything that I struggle with giving up to God and write down what kind of feelings it brings me if it's happiness if it's if it's if it's comfort And let's go into scripture and find that Jesus brings joy because joy is greater than happiness and that Jesus brings comfort and that Jesus brings love and that Jesus is everything that we need that we think that we can find in idol gods. Then we are able to understand that the things that we place before him, they weren't cutting it then, they're not cutting it now. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And he's waiting on us to lay them things down and run back to him. I don't know who this message is for. I don't know. But this is the word that the Lord wants someone to hear. And I pray um, before we um, end, because we're coming to a close for this episode, I just want us to open our hearts. And some people may have feeling that that tightness in your chest, that resistance of Kendra, you, you, you messing up what I'm trying to do. You messing up, you know, interrupting. But that's that's the point of Jesus. <laughs> he has come to interrupt the patterns of sin. Interrupt the patterns of idolatry. Interrupt the patterns that we are comfortable with. Even if they are dysfunctional. Even though they (laughs) dishonor. But he has something so much greater. So much better. He's calling the church back into order. Because we've been out of order for so long. So with all hearts and minds clear, Father God, I thank you so much for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, your grace that you extend to us. God, thank you for your correction. You correct those who you love. And I thank you for loving us so much that you would allow us to go into the text to see ourselves so we can make the corrections. It is not easy, but I thank you for being a support. 
I thank you for being love. I thank you for being comfort. I thank you for being every single thing that we need and more. God, I'm praying for each and every person that is listening to this episode that you help us recognize the idols in our lives and that we submit them, that we give them up, that we take up our cross, our cross daily and choose to follow you. God, it is tough. It is not an easy thing to do, but it is worth it because you are a fortress. You are a strong tower. You are the God of heaven's armies. You are mighty and you are greater than anything we can worship, anything we can idolize. And God, I pray that you just comfort us and be with us and teach us, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as this week progresses. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, y'all, that is the word on the sheet for this week. If you have any prayer requests, any comments, any topics of discussion, anything that you want to exchange um, in conversation with, me head on over to www.unassociated.com slash ask kendra or you can connect with me at underscore create with kendra on instagram y'all i love you so much i promise i love y'all more and until next week i pray that you have many blessings for the remainder of your week be blessed